gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Hey, welcome to Dog Talk Live, number 80. 80 Dog Talk Lives now we've done here on Facebook. And uh, what an honor it has been. I hope everyone is having a great day. I hope that uh, everyone is uh, staying safe out there, staying healthy. Uh, what are we working on? Today, we worked with our training dogs on the final reinforcement of going from land into water and back onto land. So it is a what many would consider a complex task that dogs struggle on. Out, one, But they... Uh, if you have a, an area that is set up to teach it, you can make it relatively easy. I have several spots on my property where you basically can throw a bumper about 20 yards across an open area of water so that it's not great distance. When we think of uh, dogs getting back up on land, when we think uh, while we're out hunting, uh, a lot of us don't hunt in that small of an area. So you're going to have a longer swim and then the dog has to get up on water. So when you teach stuff with a shorter duration or a shorter swim, it just really helps the dogs understand the concept of having to drive forward back onto land so that they can uh, get up there and get whatever they're retrieving. Um, it's, uh, it's stuff that we work on here um, on a smaller scale in some areas, and then we have larger areas with longer swims and more land to get the dogs up on so that the dogs really understand the concept of taking a line staying on that line and driving forward until they find what we are uh, what we want them to find so if this is your first time on dog talk live we always ask that you let us know where you're from and if you have questions just type them in as a comment and we'll try to answer them for you here uh, it's a Q&A format that is only as good as the questions we get so the more questions we get the more people that are inquisitive about things uh, the more we can help everybody watching Hope everyone is having a great day. Uh, again, let us know where you're from. Let us know what questions you have. We have Paul checking in from Montana. Paul, good to see you. Uh, Paul, do you uh, waterfowl hunt in Montana and upland hunt? Uh, do you guys have a lot of pheasants in your area? Do you do Hungarian partridge, quail? Let me know. I'm, I hunted a area in north central Montana on the TV show Sporting Dog Adventures a while ago. Gosh, it was probably season two. So quite a while ago, about eight years ago. And man, what a fun hunt we had. <clears throat> we were up in north central Kansas. There were a lot of pheasants, um, natural pheasants too, not released ones, and a lot of uh, Hungarian partridge. They had a really, really good hatch. Uh, the big thing I saw with uh, Montana that was tough going was, wow, did the, was there a lot of brush that had thorns on it and just tore the dogs up. Uh, cactus too. We had... Uh, 
basically an injured reserve list for our dogs that uh, was was pretty extensive. I remember after the first day I had my two best dogs were pretty much down uh, for the count for that hunt. I uh, ended up having to turn to my uh, older female Dixie Belle, which was the first dog I trained, um, and my dog Lucy, who I have hardly ever even trained. I really didn't work with her at all, and uh, had to use them on the hunt, and they just they just kicked butt. It was awesome. All right, all the above in Great Falls area. That's cool. Yeah, Montana. I don't think people look at Montana as being a wonderful uh, hunting area for upland. They think of it more as a big game and deer, but there is some great upland hunting. Beautiful scenery, too. You get in areas uh, where you've got hills, and uh, it is just a lot of fun. This is Scarlett's uh, toy she brought me today. Still works. I don't know how it still works. He just only has half of his face, but she likes them. Memphis is here. She wants to uh, co-host. Memphis, are you going to come up or just uh, get your butt rubbed? No, you're not going to. We're not going to. Memphis always likes to either come up on my lap or she likes to uh, get her butt scratched while she's down here. So she's hoping she's going to get that. Um, I think once she realizes she's not going to, then we will get her to pop up here. And she is quite pregnant. She is due. Ah, getting heavy too. Memphis is due uh, August 10th, so she is uh, going to have a litter with uh, Pickett. It's Pickett's last litter that we're going to do, at least last uh, natural breeding. Uh, Pickett is now 12, so we're not going to be breeding him anymore past this point. But uh, Pickett uh, definitely still has it. Memphis is full of pups, and uh, we will have some really nice puppies out of this. We're actually keeping one. That's uh, one of the reasons that we, uh, we bred her to, to uh, Pickett. Uh, we're going to keep one for our breeding program so that uh, we can uh, keep the old Memphis line going. And uh, it's it's always uh, always fun to have one of your favorite dogs, especially with us. We only have so many house dogs uh, that are actually live here that are in the that that we breed. So she is our only dog right now that we have that is a house dog that is in the breeding program. So it'll be fun to uh, see how those puppies turn out, see the quirks and their personalities, and see if they're just like their mother. Okay. Let's see here. Try to get her turned around. How are we doing, Rich? Good to see you today. Your favorite dog and co-host is Memphis. Um, I do have to do a poll. I'm going to have to put a poll together. I know somebody suggested we do a uh, poll for favorite host of the show, whether it was my Memphis or myself. I, I think Memphis would win. Um, if you guys want to do it uh, a not-so-scientific poll, just go ahead and type in, who's your favorite dog talk live host? Jeff? Or Memphis. I, I, I think it should be me, but that's just me saying that. So, all right, we're going to get Memphis. Let's see, we'll slide her over a little bit. Rich is checking in from Nebraska. Good to see you, Rich. Uh, have you guys seen our podcast yet? Our podcast is on uh, Google Podcasts. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on the Anchor, Anchor platform, uh, Pocket Casts. Uh, a bunch of different ones, but uh, a fun podcast that we actually are recording right now. Uh, we do some Q&A ones, uh, which is our Dog Talk Live, and actually record them so people can listen to uh, the different information we're putting out. And then we have dedicated podcasts that we do just on a topic. Uh, what I try to do is have a solid topic for the podcast, have a training tip, and then also uh, we will put one more item in there uh, uh, that we that we choose to try to have like three separate uh, little tips so that we can get there. So hunting, 
training, and then our topic are, are the three three uh, sets. And from there, it's just uh, it's 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 a nice podcast. I try to keep them about twenty minutes because that's the length I like to have. And hopefully, it's really informative. Hopefully, it catches on. We have uh, quite the viewership. We have I think eight countries already all over the world that uh, we have people listening. So hopefully, it keeps rolling. Rich votes Memphis. Go figure, Rich. I knew you'd vote uh, again. As we're sitting here, please let me know what questions you have. We uh, got to get some questions so that we have a good dog talk live today, everyone. It's uh, it's always interesting. <clears throat> you get to the point uh, here where I know everyone's going back to work. Our dog talk lives when the pandemic uh, first shut everything down. My goodness, did we get a lot of people? It was it was fun. Um, I saw a need to try to uh, give people a little bit of a relief and entertainment from uh, from uh, the the real mean world out there. And now you can see people are getting back to work, and we're getting into uh, the summer where people are busy. Um, soon to get into fall. I can't wait. Our, season, our uh, teal season starts September 1st, uh, as well as our goose season. So I cannot wait to hit the field. Uh, deer season, I think, in Wisconsin starts uh, archery on September 12th. So we will uh, we'll be out. Uh, we will. I don't know if we'll hit the uh, archery opener. Uh, that'll all depend. Kind of. I've got a bunch of cameras up. If if there's anything uh, in our area that's moving around, um, I usually try to do my waterfowl hunting early, and then uh, once we get to uh, November, I uh, primarily hunt deer. Uh, with my with that said, my property is a large. Uh, it's a large uh, wetland. So if I see a lot of birds in the area, I will call up a buddy or two, and we'll make a hunt and head out. So let's see, Rich, what kind of testing do you do for your breeding program, birth defects, disorders? Uh, Rich, in Labrador Retrievers, you want to test for your hips and eyes. Now, first, I'd like we do elbows as well, but elbows and field, stuff, field uh, lab, Labrador Retrievers isn't a uh, huge issue. Uh, we also test for exercise-induced collapse and canine neuromyopathy. Those are both uh, genetic issues that a Labrador Retriever, the Labrador Retriever line can have. Um, there are a lot of tests. There are... My gosh, you could probably have probably 20 different tests you could do. So as a breeder, what you do is you look at what the predominant issue is. Is there something that shows up often? And that is what you test with. So that's those are the tests that we do. Other breeds have other things you should test for. What you can do is you can go into a... Uh, uh, Facebook page or contact a uh, breed club and ask them what the test for a specific breed are. But Labrador Retrievers, you're going to look at hips, eyes, ESC, and CNM. So I hope that helps. Carl Jonas, my family got back in the habit of telling Loomis back when people came uh, to the door while he was in the way. Now I just need to teach him back on multiple retrieves. Any suggestions to reverse the command we used in the house? Carl, if you are doing multiple birds down, what I would do, I wouldn't use back. Back is something that we use uh, for blind retrieves. So that is something that we use uh, to run a blind uh, where the dog did not see the bird fall. If you're talking multiple retrieves, I would uh, tell the tell the bird uh, or the dog another bird, another bird, get, get him at heel, get him pointing in it, and then say, his name. Uh, so set, then say Loomis to give him that release command so that he knows that it is for uh, to pick another bird up. If you do that on your multiple retrieves and just keep continue using the dog's name, uh, if you haven't used it, I guess I would need to know what you are using. Uh, but if you have one bird that goes down and you're using a certain release command, you can use that on all the birds. Again, back is something you're going to use for your blinds. So I hope that helps. Let me know if I'm off base or if you are working on on uh, 
blind retrieves on those birds too. And then we can try to figure something out. So again, it uh, our our season opens up uh, September one. I know some areas actually have their goose seasons that open August first or mid August. Uh, let me know where you guys are at. Let me know when your season's open. It's always interesting to see uh, around the country. <clears throat> I used to always do a early uh, hunt up to Canada. Um, if you guys ever want to go on a great hunt, hit Canada. Wow, the birds are there. There are not many people, and it is a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think you're going to hit Canada this year, though, because I think the border's still closed. Uh, the other thing is they, they uh, put a bunch of restrictions in on firearms, and I had... I uh, read an article where if you have removable chokes on your 12-gauge shotgun, that due to the barrel diameter when the choke was out, it was illegal. I don't know if they fixed that, but those would be things to look into so that uh, you know you're safe and legal when you're up there. Because the last thing you want to do is get yourself in trouble uh, when you cross the border and go into another country. So, uh. So tomorrow, it is supposed to cool down some. I am going to take the dogs out and work on upland. Uh, what I do with upland training, I have a field that has uh, grass, I'd say about six inches long right now. Um, it was longer and then my son uh, came in and proudly told me that he mowed the area for me and I just kind of shook my head because it's my training area. <clears throat> I will put the birds out and imagine being on a straight line going down with the dogs. I will put the birds on the outside of where I'm at and then I will actually walk with the dogs back and forth, quartering somewhat so that they quarter even more because they want to stay in front of me and let them find the birds. It is a time to teach the dogs distance. It is a time to teach them to pick up birds. It is a time to use whistle commands and uh, other uh, uh, other uh, control ad aspects of training. So it's nice because you can do multiple things at once uh, when you're doing this training. Again, today we worked on a spot on our pond where we had the dogs sitting at heel, threw a bumper across the, uh, the pond to the land on the other side and threw it probably about 20 yards deep on that land. And then the dogs had to go in the water, back up onto land and then grab the bumper and then bring it back. I'm gonna post a video on the page shortly, uh, right after this, so that everyone can see it and it'll give you an idea of, of what it looked like. But it's a great drill to do for dogs when you're working on your water retrieves, if you're gonna waterfall hunt, don't just work in a pond because then when the bird goes deep into cover, whether it's cattails or tall grass or up on the land, the dogs will hit a brick wall because they never leave the, the water during training. So you wanna make sure that they understand they gotta carry that momentum through and they have to uh, continue on, on their line to go find the bird. How are we doing, Mr. Peterson? Mr. Peterson, I will tell you that the uh, uh, dog that I'm gonna post is your dog. He will be up later. I got rid of my summer cold. I had it for about two or three days. I did get checked for, uh, for COVID just to make sure, and they stick a Q-tip that is about that long all the way into the middle of your brain. So not a pleasant experience. Try not to get a summer cold. It's, uh, it's, it's something that uh, was, was not pleasant. But uh, yeah, Chad, I'm gonna have your dog up later on our Sporting Dog Adventures page uh, on a video. He does a really nice job, did a great retrieve today. So it's, uh, it was a lot of fun. 
So again, please let us know what questions you have. Let us know where you are from. As of right now, we are going to do a last call in questions, and we will keep going as long as we have questions, but at a point we got to end it. We try to do 15 to 30 minutes on our Q&A, and uh, really it, it's worked out well this summer. Rich, what is the best bird you use for upland training? Pheasants, chucker, pigeons? Uh, Rich, I like chucker. They do not run as fast. Uh, pheasants run too fast. If you've got a dog that is inexperienced, what will happen is uh, the birds will run out of the field before the dog can even find it. Uh, so I like chuckers. I will clip flight feathers on the on the birds so they cannot fly, and I will just let them run around so the dogs can f chase them and find them. Uh, I can teach marking with a bumper or with a dead bird. Uh, what you can't teach is keeping the dogs with that drive so that they will hammer through and uh, and find something. So that is that is my personal way of training. Uh, do I shoot birds over the dogs? Yes, I do, but not many. Again, because I can teach that uh, through. Uh, using uh, a kit, my kit throwing bumpers or me hand throwing them or having bumper launchers. I can teach marking, but my thing is you want to be able to teach that uh, tracking so that if the bird is winged, uh, the bird's wounded, that if it's not right where it fell, the dog will be able to find it. All right, so that is going to be it for today on Dog Talk Live. Again, I will put that video up here shortly. Hope everyone has a great day. Please check out our podcast, Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. It is on Apple Podcast. It's on Spotify. It is on. Uh, it is on uh, uh, Anchor. It's on a lot of different platforms. Andy Annabelle is due uh, toward the end of this month, so we will hopefully have 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 uh, news for you on the yellow litter as well. Everyone, take care. God bless. Sporting dog adventures run, boy, run Everything you 